Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to wrap up our quarterback rankings, which we started on Tuesday. We went 1 through 15 today, 16 through... I don't know, at least 32. Actually, we think we were a little deeper than that. Some of the backups, we'll mention who those are too. That guys could play, but not everyone cares about the guys this far down. But if you're in a two-quarterback league, you definitely do. If you're in a deeper league, 14 to 16 teams, these guys are your bye week guys all the time. And even in a regular league, these are your bye week fill-ins. And I think there's a guy or two down here who I think has more potential to be up there. Could be a top 10 type guy. Not there's not like a huge breakout guy I see here, but there's a couple of guys that if you told me at the end of the year they're top 10, would 100% believe it. So it doesn't hurt to talk about them, you know, go over them. We don't really – these guys we always gloss over. We don't talk about them very much as we go. So we might as well do that a little bit here. Before we do that, make sure you check us out on Twitter. We're at the FF Profit. On Instagram, we're Fantasy Football Profit. We always have new posts every day, different stuff. We'll put our rankings there. You'll be able to see all those, comment on them. People will probably yell at us. It happens. They yell at Jeff more than they yell at me. Have you noticed that, Jeff? <laughs> uh, there's a few. It's key, only it's like two players. A few key players they do not. <laughs> only because you have you have an opinion yeah. that might not be yeah, not mainstream, a little, but it's a little not even far. but it's not even crazy. So, no, I mean I don't think so. No, they might. I don't know how they'll feel about our Dak Prescott ranking from before. I've been hearing every time we don't have a guy in the top ten, then we get yelled at. Uh, yeah, I feel like we're not going to feel the love on that one. That's all right. This is how we. This is you know. How we feel about the guys, and we're not always going to be right, but we'll at least try to tell you why we're thinking that way, why we came to that conclusion. But make sure you also check us out, fantasyfootballprofit.com. As we get these rankings done here coming up in the next few weeks, they'll all go up on our website. You'll be able to always find them there. And we also, you can email us, fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com. Just like we did the other day, we had a little mini mailbag. We'll keep doing those. If questions keep coming in, keep answering your questions, help you out any way that we can. So let's get right into it. Number 16 for us, it's Andy Dalton. And this is a guy who I actually think could end up up there. He, he's starting, when I was doing the ranks a lot of times, he wasn't one of these guys I would consider in this range of players that we always talk about, these, you know, after the top guys. But he kind of, I think he is up there. And why he wasn't last year is because of the A.J. Green injury. Before the A.J. Green injury, he was kind of a top 10 borderline guy, especially top 12 if you're in a 12-team league. He was a borderline quarterback one. So... What, what with a healthy AJ Green, with you know, new Joe Mixon at running back, why why can't they be there? John Ross, you know, there's some weapons there now. I I think he has a he has a chance to be relevant in a two quarterback league. He's very relevant. I think it's a good pick in a two quarterback league. I ranked him 17th. You ranked him 16th. So we're kind of both in line. What do you think? Do you think he like is? I think there's a chance he could do something. I really do. Yeah, he's he's a very uh, he's a tough one because yes, he absolutely can do something. I mean, in 2013, 13, that's, 2013, that's one year. He, yeah, <laughs> he was fifth overall in yep. quarterback. So uh, he does have that upside. And last year, you're, you're absolutely right. He looked really, really good in that first half when AJ was around. After that is when he really kind of fell off. But what I like about him is you already mentioned it, but the weapons he finally has. I for. Very, yeah, very, very good, and very, very good in the red zone. So you have A.J. Green, which is obviously your number one wide receiver. Then you have Eifert, which if he stays healthy, 
there's no doubt he helps Dalton move up from last year's what overall I think he was like the 17th ranked quarterback. Yeah, and what he did, he had 4,200 yards passing. He had a good completion percentage of 64. It's just he didn't have the touchdowns. That's when that is that AJ Green and Eifert being hurt. I think so. That's a lot of that. So the offense just wasn't working. And and the interesting thing about him is even in 2015, uh, he only played he missed three games. But his touchdown-to-interception ratio finally kind of evened out. Before that, he threw a lot of interceptions, even though he had a pretty good amount of touchdowns as well. So, um, you know, he, he the 2013 season, which he did very, very well, was 33 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. Yeah, the reason that season was good, so much better, it was all the touchdowns. Yeah, like 2015, we're looking, he missed those three games. He had 3,200 yards, so you give him three more games. He's going to get up close to 4,000. He already had 25 touchdowns, so he's going to probably be in the he'd be in the 30 range. Yeah, and he kept it low, so only seven interceptions that time around. Yep, and it's just in his completion percentage was 66 in 2015. Last year it dropped; it was only down to 64.7, but it dropped slightly. But if you don't have a number one option out there, things aren't just going to be like it's just not going to be as easy. Yeah, I, you know, if you get a healthy AJ Green, if you have a healthy Tyler Eifert, if Ross is anything, if mixed with the running game works. You know, this could be – he could surprise – I'm not talking surprise into top five. I'm talking he'd be a top 10, top 12. Yes, yeah. I'm not sure of a surprise. I think he just – he could be that. I think if Eifert and A.J. Green stay healthy, I think he will be uh, in that. And then, I think like so you said. So, and it's kind of funny, too, because he's he's a little um, – <laughs> he has a kind of a surprising he, – uh, he usually gets actually at least a few touchdowns rushing as well, which you would never think because you don't think Andy Dalton rushing. But – I mean, he's had four touchdowns on the ground, then two, four, three. So he kind of like has the stats that way as well. But I think last year was uh, just uh, kind of an anomaly of how few inters or how few touchdowns he yep. threw. Because I mean, it was the lowest touchdowns number that he's ever had. Yep. Um, and I, I think the fact that I mean, AJ Green was out was and Eifert was the hugest portion of that. Yep. So I, I do. I think he'll he'll rebound, and I think he's going to be. Uh, you know, 13th, 14th, possibly. And I think if things really go his way, he could be a top 10 guy, and that'd be a really sneaky pick. Yeah, and you actually have him ranked ahead of Cam Newton. So I don't right now, but I can see that. I feel like Dalton's a safer option, actually. So Yeah. I can't, I can't see it. Number 17 for us is Blake Bortles. He's your 15th. So you actually have him ahead of Dalton and Newton. I have Bortles down to 19. But looking at it, he was 10th last year, I think, and 4th the year before. He's been a top 10 guy the last yeah. two years. But he's not a – I don't think he – we've talked about Bortles a few times. Like, we think there's still – there's something there. I don't think he's been a good quarterback so far in the three seasons. He's thrown about 58% completion percentage every year. That's not good for an NFL quarterback. Yeah. That's not good. But – I don't know. I, I I think they should have given him one more chance, one more year, which they're doing. I can get that. But he puts up fantasy football numbers. That's the difference here. Maybe yeah. my 19th rank is a little bit low, but I don't feel comfortable enough to – Get to draft him, but I guess you can see him had a Dalton and new, and he could have. He just puts up these numbers, which is, you can't deny that. I guess. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're you're absolutely right, though. He's not. I wouldn't call him a good quarterback. No, but like we say, fantasy is is more about mm-hmm. the, you know, the position that you're thrust into. And on the Jaguars, he gets to throw a lot. Yeah. I mean, last year he had 625 attempts. That is yeah. insane numbers. Maybe part of that, maybe that's part of his completion percentage, is that they're down. They just have to chuck the ball around. They're not in good situations to do it. I, I mean, it should be higher, but maybe that's part of it. With no running game, really, it just doesn't help. I don't know. There's a lot of factors that could be there. 
with with Fournette now, this is where you really get the chance to see. Okay, if they have a good running game, they're not they're not you know able to just drop back and disrespect the run. You know, maybe he's only going to be twenty five years old this year. He's young. Like maybe there's something there. I wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if he did something. And so yes, there is some potential, and he always ends up near the top ten. Yeah. So and, and just, it does. It feels like he's been around for a long time, but this is only going to be his fourth year. He's yeah, twenty so, five years old. And his sophomore season, why I think people were a little higher on him last year. His sophomore season, he did really, really well. I mean, he threw the ball six hundred and six times, so that was crazy already <laughs> for a guy in you know his second season doing that. But he had forty four hundred passing yards. 35 touchdowns with 18 interceptions. So a ton of interceptions every year. That's where it's like he throws the ball a ton. It's the interceptions and the completion percentage that yeah. people look at and realize. I think this guy's not in. I mean, just watching him, he doesn't seem like a very good NFL quarterback yet. But, you know, there's a lot of factors. Like, he was the third pick in the draft, I believe. So, I mean, coaching staff might not be there. It's just there's a lot of things that could have gone into this. Yeah. And but, last year, I mean, 23 touchdowns for 625 attempts seems very, very low. And we all saw how. Allen Robinson dropped off, um, but his wide receivers are pretty good. And we, you know, Allen Robinson, even though he may have burnt everyone last year, he's still a very, very good prospect, a very, very good, talented wide receiver. And then we talked about uh, Marquise Lee was actually yeah. one of your sleepers because he was yeah. quietly good. Yeah. They have Hearns. Um, you know, if Fournette takes off some pressure, really, I mean, I know he hasn't been great. But this could be uh, maybe a year that he actually takes a step in the right direction as far as trying to be a, a NFL quarterback compared to just a guy that gets volume. Yep. But either way, I don't really care if he's good or not because the guy puts up numbers. Yeah, he does. And as long as he doesn't get benched, <laughs> you know what I mean? He, yeah. He's pay dirt. So In a two-QB league, if you have a pretty solid number one option, he's not a bad flyer, not a bad guy you can put out there. He might put some really good weeks up for you. Yeah. So. Number 18. He's my 16th player. He's your 18th player. It's Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod. And he actually almost made my trending up list. Like, just more and more. I look at those rushing numbers from him, 500 yards, I think each of the last two seasons, like four and six touchdowns, something like that. Ten touchdowns, I think, the last two years combined. That I mean, is he going to be the best running quarterback in the NFL now? If, if, is he going to be the one ahead of Newton? He's going to be ahead of Russell Wilson. Who else is there? Mariota, maybe a little bit. I think Ty- Tyrod's like the number one rushing quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and you kind of know what he, where he's at, right? So what the rushing is why I feel like he becomes a very a very safe option. That's where I think he is. He was eighth quarterback last year, fourteenth the year before. If Sammy Watkins is healthy, if Zay Jones can be a, a player like we think he can be a productive player, I think he can be productive. I don't know how good yet, but good enough to help Tyrod. If his passing numbers go up a little bit. And the rushing stays the same. He becomes great. Yeah. That if it's, the rushing can stay exactly the same. If the passing just gets a little better, he becomes. He's all of a sudden a really good player. Three thousand yards last year, seventeen touchdowns. He doesn't throw picks. Only twelve picks last year, six and six. Doesn't throw picks, but he also doesn't throw touchdowns. Yeah. That's the problem. If those and the, the completion percentage is fine, sixty-three and sixty-one. All the numbers look good. It's just if. You talked about Bortles throwing, what, 600 passes a season? Mm-hmm. Last two years, 380, 436. That's with 14 and 15 games. So only, that's only missing a couple games. That's not – he's getting about 200 less pass attempts than Blake Bortles. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. To say substantial would be underrating. That's, that's quite a bit different right there. The, the only thing and, – and this is why he, he dropped on my board and why he, he kind of came up where he was. The thing I worry about – and I think you're right. I think the big thing is can Sammy Watkins stay healthy? Because his numbers will – directly correlate with with 
uh, Tyrod, so his numbers will go up. But the thing that worries me about this is 2015, especially the first time he really had full control of an offense, 3,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. He runs for about, you know, uh, 550 and 4 touchdowns. Really, really good. The next year, he actually gets 56 more attempts throwing the ball, and he ends up with almost the same amount of yards and actually less touchdowns. Yeah. So I think the numbers, I would like to see an increase um, where I didn't, and pretty much they all stayed the same besides for the attempts. So he was, his percentage went down, and then it just kind of stayed the same. Yeah. Once again, if Sammy Watkins gets inserted, there's no way that touchdown number doesn't go up. So if, you, if you're banking on Sammy getting healthy, Tyrod is going to have a better you year. You could grab him for uh, QB number two, yep. and you could grab Sammy. Um, where I would tell you not to, but he would be very, very good if he stays healthy. He's one down here that has that potential to me. He does. There's some. There could be something there. It wouldn't surprise me if his numbers go up. You're going to be just. He's going to be extremely valuable. Yeah, and you know we talk about these quarterbacks taking a step up. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean he's been in the league since 2011. He's been there a while. He just didn't but play. This is really only his third year yeah. of being a starter. Yep. So if he's ever going to take a step up, this would be the year to do it. Yep. And I think I've been hearing there's a lot of Tyrod Taylor love out there. People are going to be down on us about his 18th rank. Well, I, and I but the thing is he hasn't done it yet. Yeah, it's very he's scary been, to been, rank him. He's been above good to where he's. Yeah, been. you. It, it's really. I mean. Yeah, it's just hard to rank him a lot higher than this. I could see him going ahead of Bortles maybe, but Bortles has had two top 10 seasons. So it's just tough. This is, I think, where you need to put him. But, yes, I understand there's probably some upside there, actually. Yeah, and, you know, I, there's also some risk when you're talking about a guy that runs the ball this much. I mean, there is, yeah. You sure. know, we talked about with Russell and Cam, yep. but this guy has missed. He missed two games uh, in 2015 and then a game last season. And, I mean, the guy rushes. He had a hundred rushes, almost, yep. in the, you know, two hundred rushes over the past two seasons. Yep. That is not, you know, that is a number that you really do want to look at. Yep. All right, number nineteen is Eli Manning. My eighteenth, your nineteenth. Eli is kind of always a disappointment. Honestly, <laughs> that's just I don't know what else to say. You think he should be better than he is? He's played, I think, about fifteen seasons now. He has finished in the in the top, like okay, in the top nine. I'll say two times of those. 15 seasons. He finished 10th four times. So six of his first 15 seasons have been top 10 seasons. It's not much. But he's about 10th. Four seasons at 10. That's what it, that's what Eli Manning ends up being. But last year was 21st. He was 22nd in 2013. He had the two top the two top 10 seasons in between that. <laughs> he comes on to Eli. Yeah, he has a good supporting cast this year, I think, with Beckham. We think with Beckham and Marshall. I think Marshall is going to be solid, but Marshall is also about 33 years old. There's no guarantee that last year he just – everyone seems to think Marshall checked out because he played for the Jets and he just didn't care last year. He still had a lot of targets. He just didn't catch the ball. He couldn't – he he drops a lot of passes. He's about 33 years old. Could he just be done? I, I, I definitely think there is. We haven't talked about Marshall very much. No, I mean – <clears throat> there's there's got to be a point where you think he's maybe not done, but he's got to be he's regressing, not right? Yeah. And then and there's nothing wrong with that because the guy was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, like, yep. at some point you're just not quite as athletic well, as you That's what I keep hearing is Eli's going to have a great season because of his, his weapons are so just amazing this year. I don't see it. I think I think they're, they're – they're, They could be. There is yeah. – yes, I can see – I think they're better than last year. I can see, that, I can see why they could be. But Sterling Shepard – He's he. I think as a wide receiver three, that's very very yeah, good. It is. 
there's too much love for Evan Ingram right now. Yeah, I, I like Evan Ingram. From. He could be there, but we've talked about this before. Rookie tight ends, it doesn't usually happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen. He's the fourth option at best. So in the run game, Paul Perkins is their running back. We don't know if he could actually handle that. And they might just be able to drop back and cover everybody. Can't really cover Beckham too much, but I'm not trusting Eli. It's just pretty yeah. much it. Like, I think there's a, yeah, I can see the chance to it. Basically, what I see is Eli could be a top 10 guy, but he's not going to be better than 10. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's the, be- that's the, is best of case? his thing. Yeah. It, do you get a, a back end QB1? And I say that loosely. Um, or do you go with someone with more upside? Because we, we know exactly what Eli can and cannot do. Um, and really, the only times he if, – if he's going to get up to that 10 spot, um, that means he's going to have 30 touchdowns or more. Yep. With and, his wide receivers, he can, yes, but he doesn't usually get to that uh, very often. And Eli's going to have that multiple interception game and really just give you six points and screw you over. Yeah. It's, a, it's an Eli thing. He, I will never feel comfortable as Eli is my starting quarterback. As a bye week fill in for one week, I'll do it. Yeah, but I don't feel comfortable enough. In, exactly. At best, I, I have him a streaming quarterback, and I feel much more comfortable with Tyrod Taylor. I feel much more comfortable with Dalton Bortles. All the guys we have ahead of him, I feel more comfortable with. So that's, I mean, and why, why we have ranked ahead of him. Why they're there. All right, number twenty for us is going to be Joe Flacco. Actually, Joe Flacco comes in at number twenty. He's your twentieth, my twenty-first. He kind of feels like Eli Manning. Yeah. I was you know, say, we're, like, we're hitting all these players where you're just like, eh. He's, he's, he's kind of that thing. He's a guy where you think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback who you always feel like he probably should be better than what his numbers end up being. We've talked about that before. The last two seasons, the Ravens have thrown for the most yards. I think was Flacco hurt in 2015, though, I believe. Yes, he, was. he only yeah. played 10 games. Okay, yeah. So he didn't have all those numbers. But last year, for the team that threw the most passes in the league, he only had 20 touchdowns. So. Yeah, how do you throw the ball? And, you know, we talked about Bortles being obscene how many times he threw the ball. Flacco threw the ball 672 times, <laughs> and he only had 20 t- touchdowns. And worse than that, he had 15 interceptions. Yep. It's just really not he's, a whole lot to love here besides he, for the fact he's going to throw a lot. He's never been more than 27 touchdowns in a season. How is that possible? <laughs> I mean, his completion percentage for a while there, he had three seasons where it was below 60. Even the last three years, he's he stepped that up. He's been pretty solid. But he just he's not he's not gonna wow you at all. He's just not gonna do too much. He's what never had a top ten fantasy season at all. But based off, I mean, there's probably some stats where he has some standard. But in what he's played, this is gonna be I think his tenth season coming up here. I believe, yeah, I think this will be his tenth season. So nine seasons, he's never been better than eleventh. Eleventh, he finished thirteenth, fourteenth, sixteenth, nineteenth, nineteenth. Then the last two years. 20th was I, well, he was hurt, yeah, so mm-hmm. we don't know. It's just, there's, it's not there. And I mean, yeah, yeah um, <laughs> Jeremy Macklin's the number one guy really at this point. Brashard Perriman hasn't yeah. done much. Mike Wallace, you know, a running game, which we kind of like Woodhead because of the volume. That's why we like him. That's why the completion percentage is up there. Is he going to be throwing the ball to Woodhead? That likes it, makes it like Woodhead. Doesn't make me like Flacco. Yeah, they throw a lot of short routes, obviously, 64%. Uh, completion rating, like you said, with that many throws and you only have 20 TDs, I mean, that's pretty apparent. It, I do have to say, I think I think the wide receiving crew um, does bounce back a little bit. Obviously, um, uh, last year they had uh, Smith, who was great, but obviously he got hobbled. He was kind of at the end of his career. Um, the, I think Macklin is a, a huge 
get for them because I think before that they were really going to be hurting. Um, yeah. So I think he definitely helps him. Um, I think Woodhead helps him. I think Mike Wallace is the only one that can really stretch the field at the moment, which is very, very, you know, that's going to be a very tough situation. Yeah. Um, really you're banking on is Perriman going to turn into that uh, possible wide receiver one someday that they think he can. He's finally got to play last year after being hurt through his rookie season. So, uh, I mean, those that's as bright as I can make it, and that's just the truth about Flacco, really. Like, you, you know, once again, like Eli, you know what he can do, what he can't do. I love the fact that he throws that much, but it, I don't see his touchdowns. I mean, 27 was the most he's ever gotten. So yeah. even if he gets mid-20s, he's still not relevant, you know, in my eyes for no. – for, uh, even, you know, almost streaming, he would be literally like one or two games. All right. The next guy, 21st ranked. I actually have him one spot ahead of Flacco. You have him two spots below. It's Carson Palmer. Hmm. I, I think Carson Palmer has another season left in him. I don't know why. I've, I I've hope been, he does. I've been kind of coming around on this lately. And I don't know why exactly. I just feel like maybe well, – I think I know why it is. I think a healthy John Brown, which is one of my – Sleeper picks. I think with a healthy John Brown, obviously with David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald's still there. I think he has the chance to be – I mean, Todd, I have him 20. I don't have him crazy. But I think he can put up some decent fantasy numbers. And last year, I think it's just going to be kind of a fluke. Not a fluke, but like he was really bad for a while. But let me – as I cherry-pick my numbers here. <laughs> weeks 11 through 17, so the final seven games he played, he was – let me get this right. He was the ninth quarterback in points per game over the last seven. So he did kind of – he was better as the mm-hmm. season ended. So I don't know, you know, if that's sustainable, but we have him down to 20th. So I could see a situation where Palmer gets himself back up into that range with, like, Rivers and mm-hmm. Stafford and those kind of guys in that, you know, that tier we talked about. He could get there, but that is his absolute peak for sure for me. And I just – I don't – it's not quite the same because is John Brown, is he going to be healthy? Larry Fitzgerald, he's getting older. He's really going to drop down, and they're really going to try to run the ball with David Johnson. So that's where I think we have him so low. Yeah, and really he – in 2015, he actually put together a nice season. Um, last year, I know he really – he played 15 games, but he was pretty banged up. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't see a whole lot of bright spots. I mean, he really is getting up there in age. And like you said, his weapons are aging along with him. Um, he does have a few guys that could possibly pop out, but um, with a guy as dominant as David Johnson, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to hope that David Johnson breaks a bunch of his screen yeah. passes to take it to the house. But um, I don't know, only two years ago, he, you know, 35 touchdowns, 11 yeah. interceptions. He can do it, but it's, he's kind of sandwiched. That's, that's the outlier, though. Yeah. So do I expect that to happen? No. I've heard a lot of good Carson Palmer stories lately, actually, too. They've been pump, you know, pumping up a little bit. So we'll see. I don't quite believe that. Of yeah. course, he might look good now, but can he handle a full season? That's I'm, I'm ruined for the guy, but I, I just I feel like age is yeah. finally caught up. I'm, I'm going to leave him on the waiver wire, and yeah. even even when he was as good as he, when he was his best, he still wasn't ever a guy that I was really trying to pick up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just so that's why he's down there. Twenty second for us is Carson Wentz. 22nd for me, 23rd for you. I mean, he had a he had a decent rookie season. He was started, you know, a lot better. Didn't really do much. There's there's some flashes that this guy could be a good quarterback. He was obviously one of the top. He was the number two pick. There's there's <laughs> I feel like he's the he's the 
the exact opposite of Bortles. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. he flashed things where he could be a good NFL quarterback. Yeah. yeah. He didn't flash anything that no, makes me think he could be no. fantasy relevant. The only reason I think he could maybe have some kind of increase is how how good is Alshon Jeffrey for him. Now he has Jordan Matthews as not a number one, but number two. That's decent. I like Zach Ertz a lot. I mm-hmm. think he'll look for Ertz a lot this year. The run game worries me. I don't think I don't think Legarrette Blunt is good at all. I really I mean Legarrette Blunt he's bad. The more I more I look into things, more I watch stuff. I'm really wait till next week's running back rank. He's, he's <laughs> like he's done. He's done. <laughs> now we hear the Wendell Smallwood could get more work. I'm not excited about that. They're going to be able to just sit on the passing game. Yeah. That's my worry. There's I mean Wentz he has some potential. There could be a chance where he can start to be a good quarterback, but I think this is going to be one of those situations where it's going to take a few years, three, four, five years before he becomes up there. He's not Jameis Winston, Mark McSmariota, Derek Carr. Derek Carr even took a couple of years, but he's not going to get there as quickly, I think, as those guys did. It's going to take him a little bit more. I'm not saying it's not there. It's just I don't yeah. think he has the team with him right now to do it. Especially in his sophomore season. I mean, the the thing you do like about the Eagles, the fact that they gave him a ton of opportunities to kind of get his feet under him. Uh, 607 attempts last year, which is mind-blowing for a rookie. Yeah. But, I mean, and his TD is 16 to 14, which, once again, for a rookie, that's okay. Um, I, I don't think that they're – I think if he moved in the right direction, his, it would probably look something like uh, 3,900 yards with, you know, 20 TDs and 13 interceptions. And that would be a very great year for once. And, once again, that's not good enough to get it done So um, for fantasy. So um, don't don't buy into the hype a little too much. I know no, people like him as a quarterback, but that doesn't always translate, as if, you see. If he becomes a star player, he breaks out. He's gonna it's gonna happen on the waiver wire for me. So just he he could yeah. he could do it, but not gonna bet on it. Yeah, I'll say the chances are pretty slow. Yeah, it might happen in like three, two or three years from now. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I I, I like him in yeah. the future, just not this. Year. Number twenty three for us is Brian Hoyer. He's my 26th, your 21st. Talked about Hoyer a little bit actually here coming up. I think he's going to have a lot of volume. There's going to be a lot of passes to go around. We don't have to go too much into Hoyer. If you want to really get into Hoyer stats, Jeff breaks it down really well in our trending up, trending down episode. You went through it, kind of figured out what he would have been over 16 games last year, which would have been very impressive. Mm-hmm. He would have ended up with zero interceptions. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I the know. numbers were no, but, like he, he, but his numbers, I mean, he if was he did. The, he was the quarterback. For the most part, when DeAndre Hopkins had his great season, he was the quarterback of the majority of the season. And he, I mean, for 11 games in Houston, he had 19 touchdowns, yep. 7 interceptions He's, with 2,800 yards. Like, yep. he was a legitimate How starter many games did he until play he got there? hurt. He played 11. 11, and then last, I mean, really and, played and like then four. Chicago played four full, and so then he what came was, in what, when Six touchdowns, so like basically what, over the last two seasons, which is pretty much ended up being a combined season around there. Actually, yeah, really close. What, 20? 20, 25 touchdowns yeah, 25 and zero picks. 25 and 7 picks. Or 7 picks that year before. That's yeah, not so bad. Yeah, so 25 and 7, and it turns into about 4,000 yards. See, it's very solid. He's yeah. going to have the chance to throw the ball around, especially if this Carlos Hyde thing is real. Here's <laughs> my thing with, with that. Carlos Hyde's a very good running back, I th- feel like. If there's something going on and they actually, some reason, he's not on the team, Joe Williams, I don't think, is as good. They're not going to be able to run the ball. Tim Hightower won't be able to do it. No. Hoyer's going to have to throw the ball a lot. It could increase Pierre Garcon just off volume, which I'm not excited about. But he Hoyer is going to be an option, I think, in bye weeks. He could be higher than what we have him. He's not like this pick that ever. You're not going to be in love with getting Brian Hoyer. He's not going to be drafted unless you're in a 2QB league. But something to keep an eye on. And, and the thing, I, w- I wanted to kind of creep him up. 
Um, but he doesn't have anything where I can really mm-hmm. look at a full season. And we're banking on his team to be bad. That's yeah. pretty much. <laughs> and I'm I'm also banking on him not getting hurt. And then yeah. the past three seasons, yeah, he's, he's been hurt, been hurt yep. each and every time. So that is a big worry for me. But I I really do like his upside as a really mm-hmm. far back uh, quarterback. Yep. So he's one that I'm going to kind of keep an eye on just just mm-hmm. for for fun, if you will, especially in like QB two leagues or or if I need a. a by week filler. All right. Number 24 is Ryan Tannehill. My 23rd, your 25th. Tannehill is going into his sixth season. He missed three games last year, but he had a 67% um, percent completion percentage last year in his 13 games. It's very solid, but he's just not throwing for touchdowns right now. Look, 2014 is when we really thought he was going to break out after that. He had a 66.4 completion percentage. 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, and 12 picks. We saw that in year three. And we're like, okay, year four, this guy's breaking out. Didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And you kind of wonder, is is, is this it's just kind of his level? He was a top-end quarterback that year, but is this like where he is? Is this who he is? I think it, it I, feels I like it. It kind of feels is. like it, which is fine. He's not like bad. You know what I mean? He's not overly – I don't think no. he, he's not terrible. He's just not getting to that next level kind of, I feel like. That it's just not happening, and maybe it, maybe he didn't have the weapons. Maybe Devontae Parker, maybe if Devontae Parker becomes what I think he can, and he gives Tannehill a number one option, maybe that's where it's going to be. I like that, but I also you know, worry about Ajayi kind of taking over the show. They saw that he can be a workhorse. He had a couple of games that were huge, and they did well in those. So um, just, I wonder. I wonder if Tannehill just hasn't had that number one true option. That's part of it. If Parker breaks out, maybe Tannehill jumps up. Maybe, but maybe the reason they have a number one big option is Tannehill. Maybe he's not good enough quarterback to make that option. It's kind yeah. of it's interesting. What what is what? Yeah, and and I feel like at this point he has one more season to kind of yeah this, to show me it. something new. exactly. If he just does the same thing again, I think that's what he is. Yeah, I kind of think that's what he is. High end twenties for touchdowns is pretty much what he's going to get. He get to forty. He get to four thousand yards. But he's probably going to throw like 28 touchdowns and about 12 picks, which is okay. But it's just that's not good enough to be a fantasy starter, mm-hmm. pretty much. 25th is Alex Smith. My 24th, your 26th. Oh, pretty much very – just 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 boring. <laughs> I'm not excited about Alex Smith. Are you excited about Alex Smith? No, and it's one of those things where it, the <laughs> he's being a football this. player has nothing to do with fantasy. Once again, like at times, he is someone on the field that's just a general – he can make sure you get down the field, throw these short passes, keep the ball safe. That's great. In fantasy, that is like as death. So if you're not actually pushing it down the field, if you're not taking shots into the end zone, um, you know, you're not worth having on my team. And unfortunately, they have a great defense. They run a very, very conservative offense. And depending on what happens with the run game, uh, once again, Alex Smith could be kind of left out in the cold as far as stats goes. Yep. And I don't like his – I mean, I like Travis Kelsey. I, I do like Tyreek Hill. But other than that well, – They both had great years last year, and he yeah. still only had 15 touchdowns and, and eight interceptions. And now he doesn't have Macklin and Chris Connolly's the other I, – I don't think they have a very good receiving core. I mean, traditional-wise, they don't. Tyreek Hill's good, but they need more around that. Yeah. Hill and Kelsey can't do it all because they're just not – I don't know. And I just don't think he's ever even going to get to 4,000 yards passing. Yep. No, I, I don't see it. I mean, I don't last year he did, I think, yeah, last year was his best yardage ever, and that was 3,500 yards. 
And he only had 15 touchdowns. So I think that's about the max you're going to get from him. Yeah, I mean, he tops out at 23 touchdowns. Um, yeah, he's just there's not a whole lot of upside with Alex Smith. All right, moving on. We actually talked about these guys a little more than I was expecting, but it's kind of <laughs> hey. That's well, very tough because you are you're really cutting it close. It's between hairs and who you think can have upside and who doesn't. Number twenty six is Mike Glennon. He's my twenty seventh player. You're twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. In this one, there's not much to go on. His rookie season was it that he played a little bit? He looked okay. Yeah, he he just he was okay, but he hasn't really played since so what last two seasons when they drafted Winston. It's more. I mean, he's a guy who don't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect. His receiving core, I don't know what to expect from them. Meredith, I think we think could be decent. Um, Kevin White always has the potential to be better. We don't have any idea what Kevin White is. Mm-hmm. Even if he – there could be a chance he's never as good as he was coming out of college with the injuries. It could have just, you know, just ended – not ended his career, but just, he's not the player he could have been. It probably won't be. Like, it's hard to come into the league and miss two years and really be amazing. But Glennon – He's a guy I don't know what to expect. I don't even know what to say. He hasn't been a starting quarterback. No, and I I think I may have a – I like the – in a weird way, I like the situation he's put in because if he was going to be on pretty much the Bears, I don't think they're going to be that good. And they have Howard, but, they have, yeah, but you they're going to gonna have to throw the ball. And I actually do like Cam Meredith quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think Zach Miller is a very competent tight end. If he makes the team, I've been hearing he could, he could get cut. He could get cut. I've been right. hearing the, those rumors. I don't know what that's going to happen. And then once again, Kevin White, like you said, is a freak athlete. Will anything come of it? I don't know. But I know he's going to have to throw. And I know that if he ever wants another job in the NFL, <laughs> because Trubisky is pretty much it's, guaranteed to get this slot next year. Yeah, he's pretty much a one-year deal for Glennon. Yeah, here. so Glennon has to prove himself. So yep. if I was him and – uh, you know, you'd be slinging that ball. But um, also, I really do – the numbers he did put up in very limited amounts. 2013, he played in 13 games in his rookie season. He put up 20 – is it 28 or 26? 2,600 yards, which is not great, but it's not bad for a, a rookie. And he had 19 touchdowns with nine interceptions, which is very good ratio for him. And then he comes back 2014, only gets to play six games. Um he had 1,400 yards, 10 in, or ten TDs, 6 interceptions. So um, on those very limited basis, uh, the touchdown-to-interception ratio is pretty good, and he shows himself to be somewhat competent. Mm-hmm. I wish that percentage would go up because he was 59% and then 57 But once again, I think playing an entire season and getting to play with these wide receivers, yeah. I, think they, I think that it, he could be, uh, once again, uh, some of these quarterbacks, but I think he could be a sneaky pick. And once uh, I think... His rage, especially with yeah. how they treated him with that number one pick, I think he has a huge chip on his shoulder. So yeah, I'm kind of I'm, so I'm rooting for the guy. And he's our third quarterback in Scott Fishbowl. And also why I'm rooting for him. Yep. So, <laughs> that's a plus. Number 27, Sam Bradford. My 25th, your 27th. Sam Bradford, the player who threw like the highest completion percentage in NFL history last year. Remember we've gone over these Sam that. Bradford numbers? Yeah, Here we go. He had 3,800 yards. And this is like, you put these stats 10, 15 years ago. This was an amazing 20 years ago. This is the best quarterback in the NFL. 3,800 yards, 20 touchdowns, five picks, 71% completion percentage. You look at that and you're like, oh, he's a very just, he's very good, efficient quarterback, but that doesn't really get it done in the NFL these days. You can't just be that conservative in, you could if you had a running game to go with that. Minnesota didn't have a running game last year to go with that. Maybe they will with Cook and Murray this year. It sounds like, well, Murray, I think he started, was he, I believe, started the year in the pup list too. We've heard that. But, I mean, it's crazy those numbers. When you look, when you just look at those, you should be like, "Oh, that's very good." But 
it wasn't really the way it, it happened. I feel like it. Yeah, it was the, good numbers because it wasn't really moving the ball downfield, just checking down, not really getting many yards. Once just again, not moving Alex the sticks. Smith type player, right? yeah, game it's, manager, and he did to his credit, he did lose Diggs um, for a few games. Diggs wasn't himself after yeah. he injured his groin. Um, his the number one pick they had, Treadwell didn't play at all, he, he, and their offensive line was pretty atrocious. So this is going to be this is a hot take right here. Sam Bradford could actually be a lot better. Like this is interesting. Yeah. Think about this. We just talked about it. Diggs, mm-hmm. I think Diggs is a good wide receiver. Treadwell, we don't know, but can be okay. You would think right? he's so dominant. If Treadwell is college. a first round talent, I mean. It could be something. Thielen, it could be there. Even if it was Kyle a, Rudolph's a, a good, yeah. Yeah, top three round talent. Yep. Like, if you're going to be the third wide receiver, yep. you know what I mean? And Rudolph, which is a good red zone guy. Yep. It, it feels like he should be better than he is. Yep. I just don't think he's ever been the guy that can throw the ball down the field. And I don't think that's the way that their offense is no, set it's up weird, because they can lean on their defense. He's a former number one pick. It's just crazy. But, like, they could have weapons. They have Kyle Rudolph, who... um so many. Did you look on Instagram? We posted this. Um, I was gonna say I couldn't believe the that. target list. The top twenty people, the top twenty players in the NFL in targets. Only one tight end made the list, and it was Kyle Rudolph. Right? Like a lot of people. Blown. A lot of people. A lot of people thought that too. They're kind of surprised at Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. And you know, it's part of probably the seventy-one percent completion percentage. And Rudolph gets touchdowns, but I don't know. Maybe Bradford. Could be a little bit there. There's room to move, but maybe from where? What do we have? Twenty yeah. seventh, we said. Maybe there's room more to move to twentieth. But yeah, you know, I mean, there's definitely room for growth. I I still don't think that they addressed that line, and yeah. I don't, I don't. And if you didn't address the line, you didn't really get that that backfield in the position to help out Bradford. And once again, he doesn't really throw the deep ball or anything like that. So I think it would be very tough for him to improve on. Uh, the touchdowns and yardage enough to pull Valton where we would like to see him, but um, I mean some, but parts of those numbers are very impressive. Actually, I'm gonna cherry pick some stats here to try to get my Sam Bradford point. Well, I don't know why I became a Sam Bradford fan. I was like, you know, I kind of don't. I think Sam Bradford just gets a bad rap. I really do. I think he's if he wasn't a number one pick, obviously he wouldn't get as much. Yeah. You know, which funny thing is Sam Bradford and Alex Smith were both what number one draft picks, first pick overall. They're the same guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think if they both weren't number one picks, maybe they wouldn't get as much hate as they do. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah that comes with the territory. Well, over the last four games of the season, I like my little stats here, <laughs> Sam Bradford was the sixth best quarterback in the NFL in points per game. The only players ahead of him, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson. He was one spot ahead of Drew Brees. Oh, wow. Over the last four. Which, okay, we say that, and Alex Smith actually tied with Drew Brees. Right That's weird. Yeah. Don't know where that comes from. So it makes me feel like my stats are terrible. But it comes down to the last two games of the season. That And so you see here, in week 16, so his 15th game, he was 34 for 50. So he still oh kept my. he still kept the completion percentage up throwing that many passes for 382 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. And even the last game, 25 for 33, which is 75%, for 253 touchdowns, and he threw one pick. He actually, those last four games... He went 292, 291, 382, 250. His completion percentage stayed around 70, and he threw – well, he didn't have touchdowns in the week. In the, well, I was going to say, the final two weeks he had six touchdowns to one interception. So, that Crazy. I mean, that just blows everything What is up. that? Where did that come from? And was that a change in the offense? Maybe, was there something 
I don't, we might have to look into that a little bit more, but was there some kind of change that happened? Like, I don't know. Or they just, the end of the year, they're out of it. They're just throwing the ball around. That's what you're But maybe they open up their offense a little bit more because of it. Well, it was against Green Bay and Chicago. So you take that with, so Green Bay really didn't have any defense last year. And then Chicago was out of it for, you know, I mean, they didn't care. If you're looking at his game log, if you look from his like game eight on, his completion percentage is just unreal. It really is. What was going? They're just checking down like crazy. They would, I mean, they would. I mean, pretty much all season it was pretty unreal. The funny thing yeah. is, though, yeah, it's just I don't know, crazy. It's just it's an interesting, interesting thing. But they after they won their what first five games, and then after that they just kind of or four games, and after that they kind of just fell off. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to think about Bradford. It's just interesting when you look at his stats. Actually, kind of, you know, I don't think we'd spend that much time on Sam Bradford. But <laughs> I know. I just, <laughs> next guy at number twenty eight is Josh McCown. My twenty eighth or thirtieth. He's always been the kind of guy to just throw the ball around. He's not that good. He's good enough, though. He's 30, I think, 8 years old, and he's still in the NFL. And he has a starting yeah. job. And I think the worst thing about him is he's on the Jets. I mean, he's, you're going to get no a, support yeah. there. Terrible team. Quincy Anoon was his number one, and that's about all he has. It's I mean, there's, really nothing, there's nothing else. It's just I was, like, in, earlier on we kind of talked about Powell and Forte and stuff. Like, I'm kind of way down on those guys just because of the situation, too. It's just a bad situation. I don't even the guy can't stay healthy usually either. He gets hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Played for like every team in the NFL as well. So. Yeah, he's kind of a, not just not a situation we're going to deal with. Even in a two quarterback league, you're getting kind of down there. Not much there. Our 29th is actually Tom Savage. Your 29th, your 31st. So as of now, we're ranking it that he will start the season. Most everybody else seems to think it is going to be Watson. It could be. And if it is Watson, I think I just pretty much put Watson here in, yeah. at this point. Watson, I got to see something before he moves way up for me. There's a chance there too. I I don't see that happening in year one. Maybe we're going to be surprised. Maybe it's Dak Prescott all over again, and we need to adjust. But I'm not going to adjust now. It'll be adjust after we see two, three weeks of it. You know, as of now, I think it's going to be savage. I just kind of have that feeling. I do too. They don't need to rush Watson because here's the thing: they have a good team. I think they have a good a good defense and a very solid team where they don't need to just throw this rookie quarterback in there. Put Savage in there. And try to see what they can do. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you can see if he can do anything. He'll be in his third year. Um, first of all, if, if nothing else, you can you know you can become trade bait for some other team that is in dire need. And you know, Deshaun Watson, I, I feel like the longer you can have him on the bench, the better off he'll be. Yep. Um, and I I really don't think that they're in any better of a position if they start him over yep. Savage. So maybe I think Watson will play at some point in the season. I don't think he'll yep. be in the first half though. Then round on our list, don't have to talk about much too much. Trevor Simeon, we kind of think will be the starter right now. He's thirtieth, thirty first. Cody Kessler, who we have up there as the Brown starter, it could be Kaiser. Who knows about Osweiler? Who knows? Thirty <laughs> second. The sad thing is for these other guys, he's behind them. He is the starter, Jared Goff. So <laughs> just not expecting much. I'm not. These guys are even in two quarterback leagues. You're just kind of avoiding them. You're not even really. I mean, if you're two quarterback league, I guess you have to have a backup. But you hope get one before those guys. That's about all I got today for the quarterbacks. I think that's it for quarterbacks. Move on to running backs next week. Yep. As we go deeper in the running backs up to 50, we actually have some interesting players to pull up. So other than the Jared Goffs. But that is all we got for today. We'll talk to you guys next time.